I recently wrote an, uh, an academic essay titled uh, COVID-19 in America, a balance between mitigation and economic stability. Now, I wasn't necessarily trying to answer a question, but I was really trying to ask my audience the question of what is it and how is it possible for us to both be able to completely and, and effectively mitigate the spread of COVID-19 coronavirus in our communities while also protecting business owners and businesses and employees. One of the sections I entitled it the current state of our economy and to, to be quite honest it is it is not doing well at all and in fact we're not the only country that is in this type of in particular uh, situation we're not unique in this uh, for instance at least for us in, in the second quarter of the year our, our GDP shrank by 32 percent you know of course it was followed by you know in the summer of an increase back to uh, a 34 percent but that was of course during the summer a lot of states started to scale back their restrictions and their their regulations on businesses and so of course people started to spend more and of course we had you know the six hundred dollars bonus to unemployment and we also had uh, the one-time payment of twelve hundred dollars to most people But now that we've reached November, reaching the end of the year, we're in the third, fourth quarter of the year, it's yet to be seen how how our economy is doing, at least from what I, I've been seeing in the news, is that we are having record numbers of people um, uh, applying for un un unemployment for the first time. Now, I haven't myself looked too deeply into the industries, but I can only imagine that it could possibly be service industries such as restaurants and bars. <clears throat> you know, like I wanted to ask, really, the question of it, is it selfish to, to tell somebody that they cannot have their business open? They are not the ones forcing people to go and patron uh, become patrons of their business you see the thing about us being humans is that we have what's called free will we can decide what we want to do when we want to do it how we want to do it now that doesn't mean you're free of consequences now if you choose to go out you know the risk you already know the risk that you may contract the virus and you may get sick but that's not always the case either. You said there are, there's plenty of cases where people don't ever hardly go anywhere. If anything, they went to only the doctor's office or they went to the grocery store and they're still catching it. They say nursing homes are some of the most, are the safest places for people. But early on during the pandemic, we were sending COVID patients to nursing homes. And, and more specifically, this was happening in New York. And as much as people want to say that, that New York has uh, it's done an outstanding job this year they they started this whole thing really really poorly of course we've had time to learn we've had time to learn how this is how this is working how how we can find balance in the beginning it was it was different it was 
It was unknown to us, and now we know everything, and that's partly why we have what's called COVID fatigue. People are they're getting tired. They're getting tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over again, and, and you can't blame them. If you think for one second you are the exception, you are the one that has said, I have never gone out, I have never left my house, I can 100% say that that is a lie. If you have not left your house at all in the last nine months, I feel very, very sorry for you. I really do. Now, don't take this to any offense, but you can sit there all day and you can tell me, well, wait, wait till it happens to you. Wait till you lose somebody. And I can be honest with you, I have. In fact, it was about two days ago, my grandfather, he, uh, he contracted the virus. He was in the hospital for some time. And unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. It was the day before Thanksgiving. So you can't tell me, wait till it happens to you, because it has happened to me. My brother caught it. My mother-in-law, a friend of mine, my grandfather. It's not something new to me. And quite frankly, I think it's something that we may have to live with for the rest of our lives. There Now, of course, there, there, there is all this news about how we have these different vaccines coming out. But a lot of people are very skeptical because they were rushed. They were rushed so quickly. You know, it's not... A bad thing to ask questions and and wonder if it's safe to take something that's relatively new especially types of vaccines such as these which are mrna it's it's groundbreaking i mean it's never been done before that's not to say that it's bad it's just that we should be asking ourselves some questions now i want to continue this with some interviews um, with some people in my community and some people actually really close to me. Um, one of the people I plan on talking to today is, um, he works in, I guess you could call it administration, uh, one of the local hospitals here. You know, he's not a nurse, he's not a doctor, but he's still affected by by his job being overwhelmed with, with, with everything. And so it, it, it will help paint a picture that it's not just the nurses who, you know, we're always saying thank you to. I mean, we should be saying thank you to everybody who works within the hospital, even the janitorial staff for helping keep, you know, clean and sanitizing everything for all those dirt, those nurses and those doctors. We don't get, we don't see the praise for them. They're the small people that are most likely getting hurt the most. Now, the other person I'd like to talk to, uh, she works at a local liquor store in uh, New Mexico in Doniana County. Uh, she's also a student, though, at uh, the University of Texas at El Paso. Go Aggies. <laughs> but, um,. The reason why I want to talk to two different people from two completely different industries, especially one being a student such as ourselves, is that I feel like we get the most input from people within our community, people who are like us, people who have the same struggles as we do. 
now listening to the leaders of our communities and of our countries and yeah of course we should we should listen to them but we should i feel like sometimes these people are out of touch with the rest of us they they tell us yeah just do as i say not as i do we've seen multiple cases of this happening especially with people in congress uh, governors um even our own president i mean pick pick give me anybody and i i, I most likely might be able to find somebody who has done something hypocritical when it comes to their own restrictions or their own regulations that's why i think it's important to listen to them but it it's very hard to take them seriously and that's why i say that we should definitely listen to the people within our community because they are us they have our struggles we can have an opinion all day long but it's still important to listen to somebody else's in able in in order to understand the different ideas that are out there uh so i guess we should uh we should definitely go ahead and get this started hi my name is gladys i'm a cashier at a liquor store and i'm a part-time student at utep so you work in uh, new mexico is that right yeah okay and so with the governor's restrictions there, how has it affected you at your work? Well, my hours were cut and I had to be put partially on unemployment because of my hours being cut. Right, so your hours were cut. So is that because the store changed hours or like the, the state told you guys you have to close early? Let me go into like a little bit more detail about that. Um, it was the state that actually reduced our hours. We were staying open till midnight, and they had made us recently start closing down at 10. So because of that, our, my hours were cut dramatically, not also because of that, but also because I have a daughter, and she's also going to school, but now she's doing online, so... I have to be with her, you know, more on a daily basis than I would have been compared to her being in online school. So I don't really have anyone to really watch her. She's me doing online, her doing online, and I had to cut back on hours and on days for work for me. Okay. So when, I, when it comes to you at work, obviously I think you guys have to kind of restrict capacity of the number of customers inside the store and with the holiday of uh, Thanksgiving just passing how how did that how did you guys do that well we had to pretty much limit our capacity to about um, what is it 25% so that is roughly 3 people in the store at a time not including six employees so I mean that takes a toll on you know people coming in having to wait outside they had to wait outside like how, how long was the line the line 
90 minutes at most, but it was across the parking lot. It was, at least everybody was social social distancing, so it was still incredibly normal. Okay. And then you said you're a student at UTEP. Um, so, at one point, like, were you guys doing hybrid classes, or was it all online? Um, how's that been for you as compared to going in person? Um, even for things such as, like, maybe you have to talk to somebody in the offices or something. How, how's this, how's this all changed for you? Has it made it a little more difficult or no change at all, really? Um, I was taking online classes to begin with, so it didn't really affect me too much. The only effect it had was probably in my biology class where I had to take a lab and actually go in. I was only in the actual classroom for about a month and a half, and then after that, it was just strictly online. Okay. All right, so now... With all that, you know, said, how do you feel personally about going to work? Do you want to work? Or are you kind of like, for me, I've been working every day since this all started. And I'm kind of to the point where I've sort of accepted the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm there all the time. Um, I don't, if that makes sense. Um, how do you feel about when you're at work? I mean... Like I said, do you want to be there? Do you feel safe with the measures they put in place? Um, I honestly can say I do feel a little safer just because um, I know while we're there, we're trying really hard to not only limit how many people come in at a time, but we're also very on top of our cleaning. You know, we sanitize everything, the door handles, the counters. Um, it's a little ridiculous to see how many people need to come in for, you know, liquor, but, uh, you know, we all have to work. So, would you say, in, in your opinion, not just from me asking, but, you know, with it being a liquor store, a lot of people don't think it's an essential business, but what do you think about, what if you were the business owner, would you be willing, you know, to do everything possible to stay open so you wouldn't lose any money. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that maybe the business is losing uh, on some business with, you know, changing their hours of operation and everything. But, you know, I guess try to be in their perspective. How, how would you, how would you be willing to stay open um, despite any criticism? Because, you know, that's, uh, how, 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 how would you answer that? Well, I mean, it's a business. I mean, you would want to keep your business afloat, you know, no matter the circumstances. But um, as far as the liquor store, I mean, compared to our sales from, you know, years past and last year, we've been doing really good. All right. Well, that's all I really have to ask. Um, I appreciate your time and and. Uh, yeah, pretty much that's, that's about it, I guess. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Um, I mean, as far as COVID goes, or have you know you been affected by it? Um, I know, like I said in my introduction, I was, you know, I just lost somebody and had a couple people I've known um, uh, catch the virus, you know, and 
for the most part everybody did okay but like you know I had mentioned my grandfather um anything for you that I mean you can put into the like uh relations between the other people in your community Mm well my m- mom had covid and she's recovered pretty well but I mean there's only so much you can do to stay healthy and even then some of the times they end up getting sick and then most of the time people don't think it's real and end up not getting sick it's it's just I don't know there's no way in between but you know we just got to keep you know being clean washing our hands and trying if feel if you feel sick you know just stay home cuz no need to be going out when you already feel sick Okay, well, thank you again. Go ahead and start with your name and uh, your job title. Uh, my name is James, and I'm a scheduler for one of the, the local hospitals. Okay, so and what does that entail, like uh, a scheduler? Um, I schedule appointments, I schedule surgeries. Okay, and then so all this you do at the hospital? All that I do for the hospital. Okay, and... Um, since the uh, pandemic has started, what kind of procedures or, or policies might have changed recently with you guys as like short staff or do you think any extra shifts? Well, the pandemic has left us short staff. It has, um, it's put us in a big bind. Uh, we, um, we have shut down our ORs now just doing emergent cases, life or death cases, maybe cancer cases, and that's it. Everybody else is has been put on a wait list, and they will be called once we're back up and running. Okay, so it, it's safe to say that it's not just affecting doctors and nurses like you see in the news lately. It's pretty much everybody from support staff to possibly like janitorial and I mean everybody all yeah. in, within the whole healthcare system. Yes. Okay. Um, to ask kind of a, I guess a personal question. Um, how would you feel? You know, it's like a shutdown. You know, um, we have Biden talking about doing like a four-week shutdown, and um, you have the WHO who says shutdowns don't work, and then the CDC who says they do. And here in El Paso. They did try to do a shutdown, um, and our cases after about three days they did go down. But I mean, do you think something like that would help you guys out in the long run, even you know with being support staff or even with the nurses? In my field, yes, I really think it would actually help us out. Being here on the border, we come from a highly highly Hispanic culture where family's important to them. It's one of the biggest cause. Uh, there are large gatherings. And just, it's just become one of the super spreaders for us. And being overwhelmed at the hospital has just been, has been, has really taken its toll on the employees as far as being tired. You can see the COVID, uh, the 
COVID fatigue really just attacking the employees that are left. Uh, have you been affected, you know, at all personally with anybody you might have known that's uh, been affected? You know, you don't have to say names or anything like that. Just stay confidential and all. But has anybody close to you been, you know, tested positive for the virus? My cousin, who lives right around the corner from me, was was positive for COVID. He had a bit of a rough time, not as bad as uh, my neighbor. My neighbor, uh, my neighbor had it real bad. He just got out of the hospital yesterday, being on a ventilator and uh, having blood clots. He's got a one hundred percent blood clot from his knee down. So, and a couple of blood clots had already traveled to his lungs. So, he's he's doing better. He fought it, but it's just... It's hard for him to get seen for all this stuff, though, right now, because the hospitals are so overwhelmed. It was very hard for him to get seen. He was fighting it for... He had been positive for over a month. And he's... It wasn't until he couldn't take it no more, and he couldn't breathe. Before he, before they finally went ahead and uh, admitted him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is there anything else that I don't know? Maybe you want to say to the people here in El Paso, just like maybe some advice or you know, just coming from you, you know, working within the healthcare system and being personally affected by by uh, by COVID. Just. Keep a clean house. Keep uh, keep washing your hands. Keep your distance, and make sure you always wear a mask. You know, just um, when you're out in public. You know, if you have a mask and the other person doesn't, okay, you're. You know, uh, you have a better chance of, of of protecting yourself. But when you have both of you wearing a mask, the chances are really good. Thank you for your time, and I uh, uh, hope everything you know works out for you in the end. Thank you.